Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 60. Today, Jared Sandler from the Texas Ranger Radio Broadcast is going to join us. He's going to come in a little bit. First, we're going to talk about the big league team and what's going on right now. A few things going on. GM meetings are happening. Today, free agency hits. Yeah. Hey, before anything, hit that subscribe button right down there, guys. You got to hit it. We need more subscribers. Hit that button right below us. 4 p.m. Central. Yeah, yeah. It's Thursday, uh, November 10th. 10th. Uh, trying to put my days together here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, I wrote at rangerstoday.com last night. Um, $60 for a year, $5.99 for a month, $35 for six months. Um, anyway, I wrote Martin Perez is going to get the qualifying offer. Um, you know, they haven't been able to, to reach a deal on the Rangers uh, this is all according to an industry source. The best the Rangers are able to do uh, is, is two years with an option. Um, I think Mark Martin obviously wants as much as he can get. Sure. Uh, I think there would probably be a market for him. You know, pitching is a, a valuable commodity. You know, you look at a team like the Mets, for instance. I'm not saying he's going to the Mets, but the Mets are, are looking at the loss of Jacob deGrom and Chris Bassett, uh, you know, two guys who are integral parts of their rotation uh, I know that uh, DeGrom was injured a lot, but, you know, you, you look at two holes there for a team that has World Series aspirations. and Absolutely. Uh, you know, they're, well, wait they're, a minute. This team has World Series aspirations. Right. <clears throat> I know. But anyway, I'm just saying there's competition out there. And 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 then you look at the Mets owner. Uh, there are owners out there who will spend money and, and don't care about giving up the draft picks uh, you know, that come with the qualifying Ooh. offer. So Luxury tax means seems, nothing to Seems like he, he might be a fit potentially there. Anyway. I, I don't think the Rangers and Perez are far apart, you know, and, and it's still possible that he can get a sign a deal. I mean, just because you take the qualifying offer or turn it down doesn't mean he can't still negotiate with, with the Rangers. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, honestly, I think a, a number in, in Martin's head would be $15 million a, a year, even if it's just for two years, you know, and, and even if that includes like buyout money, you know, let's right. say it's, Two and fourteen, or you know, two years at fourteen apiece, and a two million dollar buyout, buyout which gives on, you a, the on a club option. That that's guaranteed money. It counts toward thirty. Uh, there's got to be a way to do it, you know. I, and you know, the the Rangers acquired Jacob Rizzi, who's who's right there. Uh, I'm not going to have to pay him a lot, you know, because of the Braves are picking up a lot of the salary. Um, but if if this team wants to contend, they could it, use both of these guys. They could along. use them both, and and you know. I'm getting a so I'm getting a sense from you that well, I think we've all just thought Martin Perez is coming back to the Rangers one way or the other. That yeah. Now is your confidence down a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I would I I would say it's less than fifty fifty that it returns. Um, now, that you know, is crazy to me. Some, something could happen, you know. I mean, he could, you know, he he'll have five. He, he gets a qualifying offer. He's got five days to decide. So in those five days his agent can talk to other clubs. He's been in Las Vegas at the GM meetings, his talking agent to clubs, has. his agent, but they haven't been able to, to talk money because it's a quiet period or whatever. But, right. you know, he has a sense of which teams are interested and um, they can talk money. And if, if you know, 
maybe they take something back to the Rangers and say, can you beat this? You know, yeah. I mean, we're talking, talking a matter of millions of dollars here, which a few million, I mean, obviously for you and me and everybody who's listening for the most part, that's massive Absolutely. amount of money, but for a major league baseball team, it's not, especially one that has uh, aspirations of winning. And let's say you sign him to a two year deal. Okay. That, that, that gives him, that gives you two starters for sure for 2024. You yep. know, Gray and Perez because Odorizzi is just he's on a, a free agent. Uh, and and then after that, twenty twenty five, if you don't want to pick up the option on Perez, fine. He goes his separate ways. Anyway, you're buying time for your farm system to mature. You're you're in, at the same time building depth because all good teams have to have starting pitching depth, and and that's something that Chris Young has harped on uh, this week during the at, at the GM meetings, and you know. Just, Trading for Odorizzi is building depth because he's, you know, if everything goes to plan, he's basically knocking Glenn Otto or a Dane Dunning out of the rotation. Yeah, and and putting them somewhere where they can step is in. Is Dunning going to be back? He's got that. He's supposed to be back. He had hip surgery. He's supposed to be. Uh, the plan is for him to be ready by opening day. I think even for spring training. Okay. Um, it, it'd probably be a slow buildup, but he was walking the last day. I mean, we saw him. Yeah, he was. He was on crutches. crutches but, on crutches, but he but the the the. the, the Point is, you know, you're building depth here, and Perez would further do that if if Jacob Odorizzi and Martin Perez are your last two starters in your rotation. That's a great rotation. You're pretty good. So that's a um, great. That's that's such an upgrade from last year. It's not even fun, right? But anyway, it's it, it it's surprising. It's probably a little disappointing that that Perez won't be coming back Especially or might not come back after what happened last year, as well as he pitched, uh, all the leadership stuff he did, um, and you know he's he's convinced that. That's who he is now. Let's say let's say he he does. I mean, the qualifying offer is nineteen point six five million this year. That's a that's a that's, that's a hefty, hefty raise. raise. That's almost a well. He made four million, so check my math. But it's like five hundred percent, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's don't a ask huge, me math. Huge raise, but don't, don't ask me math. And and you know there are benefits. You 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 take it. You're a free agent again next year. You don't have the, the qualifying, qualifying offer attached to you. So teams that would put more teams in play for you. And if you believe that you can do what you did again, or even just be slightly, uh, you know, half a run worse, let's say, let's yeah. say it's a three, a three, let's even go to three, five. Right. If you post a three, five ERA uh, and, and you're a free agent with no uh, compensation attached to you, you become I, very, you become a, a pretty, and you're still 32. Yeah. I was about to say, you know, you're, you're only 32 young, years old then. And uh, you know, that's a, that makes you an even more attractive free agent. So, there is that, and Martin wants to be here, you know, but he also understands, you know, you get and one. You're, you when get, you're leaving you money one, on the get, table, you get one chance to get paid, you know, in, in his in his situation, he's getting one chance to get paid, and you know, he he lives comfortably. Obviously, he's made millions of dollars sure. in his career, but this is uh this is but he's generational still- money. He has a chance to to Absolutely. latch onto here, and um, look, it's a business. He he knows that. We all know that, you know, we, we don't, we don't necessarily like it when it comes to a situation like this, but at this point, from what everything I'm hearing, I don't think that, that him coming back is at all a sure thing. And in fact, it's less, I would lean on him not being back. Golly. And, and look, we've got selfish reasons why we want him back. He's a friend of the show. He would come up here. He would have fun. He would do that. But man, I say that to my clients in, in my, you, they're, Never leave money on the table if you if you'd have to. Yeah. Look, when you come to it, when the when the, you come to a head, and this is absolutely 
your last straw. This is what we're going to give you. You have a decision to make. You yeah. can go out and go somewhere else, or you can say that's good enough and you take it. But when there's money that's being left out there and someone else is offering you more, good Lord. I mean, I, no one can fault Martin Perez. Right. He, you know what? He put himself in this position absolutely by changing what he did and doing that. And Odorizzi coming here is great, but good Lord, that's it's disappointing. It would be uh that would be a big knock on Chris Young if this doesn't get done. Now me, he may have he may have influence from Ray Davis telling him this is what we're willing to go to. Yeah, you know, I don't know that Ray Davis um I think Ray Davis staying would, out of it. Would, He's would, just would, saying spend some money. I think Ray Davis would give Martin Perez whatever Chris Young recommended. Yeah. I think there okay. I think this is, you know, it's a it's a department-wide thing. There's there is a plan, a long-term plan in place for the prospects, you know, you know. Right. How many how many spots do you want to clog up when you really truly believe that you know Jack Leiter and Kamar Rocker and Colwyn and Owen White are going to be major league pitchers and could be here and could maybe be here by the end of this next season and be very affordable and things like that. Sure, um, okay, it's, it's it's fair, it's tricky. Um, now an, an Odorizzi, I mean, just that trade on the surface looks very good. Um, you know, they and got if he they flops, got him. They're not out hardly any money. Yeah, they got they got him for Colby Allard, which. You know, we we all like Colby personally. Yeah, he's a great he, guy, he's but not, he was probably going to get DFA'd, right? There's a chance. Yeah. Um, he's only 25, you know. Uh, anyway. That's um, right. I forgot he was that young. Seems like he's so been you, here for five years, but. Yeah, I mean, they got him in 19. and But he was only know, 21 he's, years he's, old. He's had the opportunities and it just hasn't worked out. But in Odorizzi, this trade came with cash. He's got a weird contract. It's like the player option, which he exercised. The base was six point five million, but then there's this like this point system where um, he got one point for every start the last two seasons of at least four innings. All right, so he and and so if he hit twenty, twenty five, and thirty, it was two millions every five. So he hit all he hit he got up to thirty. So I think his contract is twelve and a half. Nobody's confirmed that. Right. Anyway, the Braves are are sending a pretty hefty chunk apparently, and so. The Rangers are getting a proven major league starter uh, for a very affordable rate. He's a veteran. He knows how to do it. Uh, he he hasn't made more than 22 starts, I think, the last two seasons, something like that. But uh, and, and he may just, at this point, be a five-inning pitcher, but the Rangers constructed their bullpen a certain way. Hey, that's a number five pitcher. That's what but, you're doing there. But um, it's it's a good deal. There, there was just a lot of value in it. It just it just made too much sense at that point to not to not do the trigger. I mean, could the Rangers have done better? Sure, they could do better. I mean, Justin Verlander just became a free agent. Yeah, he so, opted out. Yeah, you know, I, I I I don't know what what the deal is going to be there, but um, the Rangers and the Rangers are aiming higher than Jake Odorizzi. I don't think people need to worry about that. Oh yeah, this absolutely. Isn't, this isn't their splash. So no, no, uh, no. But yeah, I mean, like you said, free agency opens today. Um, it's trades gonna, can affect. Well, trades could go down now. Trades I mean, have, trades went down yesterday. Yeah, yeah so but, so that that could, that that has nothing to do but, with it. You know, the qualifying offers go out today. Five days to choose it. Um, one thing that we can talk about later in, in, in the uh, bus leagues is the Rule Five draft. Uh, Ooh, those decisions gosh. are due on on Tuesday as well. So um, there's a lot happening here in the next five days before our next episode. Will That's be why you got to keep listening guys. So we'll this have, is... we'll have a lot of info, uh, a lot we'll... of news next time, but we're kind of previewing it here. And so I would say Perez not looking good. Odorizzi, good signing. Obviously I'm sure the Rangers met with all kinds of people yeah. this week in Las Vegas and, and have a, an opportunity to hit the, hit the ground running and, and maybe strike fast. You know, they stroke fat, struck fast last year. 
you know, I think the you know, lockout had a ton to do with I was that. About to say their, the lockout their motiv- motivation on each side uh, on the Seeger and Simeon deals, but um, you know, getting it done before the lockout. Uh, but I, I, it just seems like you know when Chris Young puts his mind to something. I mean, so far, it seems like Chris Young goes and gets it. You know, Bochy Bruce, was Bruce Bochy and and and. Odorizzi is is somebody who the Rangers like and is going to help the rotation. So we'll okay. see how quick it goes. Okay, before we get Jared in here, one thing, last thing, let's talk about the big league club. Coaching staff, we haven't heard anything new. We know that they, pitching coach, we know somebody, anything else you've heard? Bench coach, do we know? Are they sticking no, with no. Donnie? What do we yeah, got? Nothing um, yet. Nothing yet. Uh, the pitching coach is still unresolved. Hopefully that happens within the next week or so. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty short list. I Mike Maddox is on it. I think uh, a couple of guys who've worked with Bruce Bochy in the past, uh, uh, Darren Balsley and, and Kurt Young, are, are also uh, under consideration. They haven't they haven't worked with a big league staff for the last season or two, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, do the Rangers? Does and, you know, and this is a Bruce Bochy decision too. Does he want somebody who's hopping from one fire to the other? You know, Mike right. Maddox has been with the Cardinals and taking them to the playoff, helped take them to the playoffs. He would transition right in. He lives here. He has he has the better pedigree of those guys. You right. Know, to be to be perfectly honest, um, and and you know he he's in the game. He's in the know, and he I think I think the Rangers. My sense is with Chris Young, and now with with the manager. There's a little old school here now. Back in play, right. you know, if guys aren't getting the job done, that they, they want somebody who's going to say he's done. Let's let's get him out of the game or. Let's see if there's another arm that can help us in the minor leagues because right. right now it, it's not happening. Um, you know, let, less less pussyfooting, maybe a little more direct uh, message. Maybe that's what maybe that's what guys need. You know, if you're walking too many guys and, and you're not you're not fixing it, you're you know maybe you need somebody to tell you that, or maybe right. maybe that something needs in the organization needs to be a little more proactive on that front. But uh, it would it would I think Mike Maddox is is the guy, um, frankly. You know, and um, we'll see what happens. But I, I think that that we're reaching the the, the point in this search where it's going to be wrapped up here within a week. Okay, dope. Well, let's uh, let's get Jared in here. We, a lot of this stuff we've already talked about. Interesting <laughs> to hear what he thinks about it. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about there. I got some fun stuff I always do. But uh, guys, let's go to Jared Sandler right after this. Joining us now, you know him from the radio broadcast for the Texas Rangers. He's on pregame, postgame, doing play-by-play also. It's Jared Sandler. Jared, thanks, man, for coming on with us, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. Mm. Yeah, um, look, we're going to talk about the Rangers and all that, but um, one thing that I wanted to accomplish with this little podcast was giving people a chance to spread their word of good deeds. And when I do it, we'll do it for Durrett. Jared here has got the the St. Lot Children's Charity, and... um, it's a great organization. I don't know why you, you know, if you guys aren't, aren't supporting uh, anything, uh, give that one a look, but Jared's got an event coming up. They, <laughs> they had an unfortunate scheduling yeah. issue, but um, Jared, before we get into it, talk about the important stuff. Talk about your, your charity. Well, yeah, no, I appreciate it. First of all, 
I actually spoke to someone about this yesterday and uh, he was asking me some questions and it kind of reminded me that the work that you guys do at Do It For Durrett sort of inspired me to do this. Um, You know, Richard unfortunately passed two months after I moved back, but in those Mm -hmm. two months I had dinner with him before every Rangers game because I was working for ESPN Radio at the time. And so to see all that unfold, uh, my first year-ish back, uh, what you and Emily and Anthony did was was really neat. And so uh, that kind of pushed me to act on something that I'd wanted to do. So thank you for oh, everything well, you guys do. You. Uh, yeah, so we have a, <laughs> our event, December 11th. We try to be ambitious this year uh, and at, an, at a concert. We typically do a top golf event. Uh, we were looking for ways to grow the event. So we actually now are taking over the entirety of top golf in the past. We've done just one level last year. We did one level, but two sessions this year, we're doing all three levels. We wanted to add a concert. Uh, who are we going to add? Well, we, you know, didn't have the budget for Taylor Swift. <laughs> so we kind of had a choice of, do we go with big name? Who's not in his prime or they're not in their prime, what have you, or, maybe up and coming band. And I thought it might make more sense to go with a big name who isn't in his or her, their prime. Cause people don't look at us as a music event. Yeah. And so maybe needed to make a little bit of a splash. We fight as do it for dirt, maybe fights as well. This idea that we're just, you know, a cute little organization, right. but we're right. trying to do big things. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. who did I choose? Well, and we had, we had a, a group. I don't want to say I just like picked one and that was it. But my first ever favorite song was Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Uh, I was five years old when my brother showed me the movie Dangerous Minds. Oh, man. Definitely didn't understand the movie now that I have seen it since. But I love the song. And we were so excited to have Coolio. Got a chance to deal with him just a little bit and it was like super easy. Uh, seemed like an awesome guy. And we were actually in the middle of a board meeting when he passed away. Uh, and so we were left scrambling. Uh, I want to, I got to thank Pat green who did a lot of work behind the scenes to try and help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, bowling for soup. Uh, they're a local band uh, live in Denton uh, from the area. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to perform. So we're really excited. The, the, the golf portion of it is sold out, uh, but there are still tickets available for the <laughs> concert and they're just $25 uh, if I can give the website, yeah, okay. yeah, 1053 thefancom slash Sandlot. Uh, so pretty easy to remember, or you can just go to at Jared Sandler on Twitter. I obnoxiously tweet the link multiple times a day, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's a fun event. Uh, the, the charity supports kids with disabilities, yeah. physical and intellectual. Uh, and you know, what we do specifically is, is provide money to really it's organizations who then funnel its individuals, uh, to help either get these kids involved in athletics or maybe it's someone who is already involved, allowing them to advance or, you know, Mm -hmm. thrive at a, at a high level uh, because, you know, participating in athletics for kids with disabilities is not very cheap. I mean, it's not cheap regardless, but right. uh, And so, you know, it helps address health and wellness, which is a huge need. Uh, And then, you know, indirectly confidence, you know, adding skills, making friends, social uh, you know, their social and communication skills and, you know, fun you know, hopefully yeah. it's it's a fun experience yeah. for them so uh it's uh you know I, I i'm i'm really thankful we've had so much support from the community from people like you guys have me on jeff you've supported you know from day one 
and so we're looking forward to the event again, December 11th. Bowling for Soup will perform. We'll honor Darren Woodson right before. Uh, and then we'll have a bunch of, you know, DFW athletes, media folks out there as well. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. And, um, you know, the, the, Denton's a big music scene. Like yeah. UNT is a huge music Absolutely. school. I mean, so, I mean, uh, Bowling for Soup's solid. I've heard of them. Man. Yeah, good. I mean, they're, you're, you're not getting a rinky dink no, actor. I, you're getting I, a kick ass. So I'm a little bit younger than you guys. And they were, they like kind of rose to prominence. I want, I don't know, like middle school, whatever, but like, I mean, it's, I, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know a bunch of their songs. Uh, my wife is Emily. They have a song called Emily. So she's pretty fired All up. Right. Uh, you know, I, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we were close on the yin yang twins, Oh, uh, which I don't know how appropriate that would have been. Uh, but, uh, Bol- the- yeah, we're, we're excited. We actually got a chance to speak to, uh, Jarrett Reddick, who's the lead singer and, and Chris Burney, uh, who's, uh, I know nothing about music. He's a bass guitar, maybe he's a okay. guitar. Yeah. Uh, and they're just, they seem like awesome guys. And that, that's, what's, what's really neat. And I know you feel the same way with do it for Durrett is you get these people to, uh, come be a part of your event, mm-hmm. you know, athletes, coaches, you know, uh, media people, like you haven't paid a single penny in an appearance fee. Right. And, yeah. and we haven't, and it's really neat to have people who you believe in kind of who they are and what they stand for, uh, and that they want to help out. And, uh, you know, the, it's fine. A lot of people in the area seem to know these guys because they are from here and, yeah. and some of them are, are big sports fans. I, I had not met any of them uh, and have still only spoken on the phone, but they just seem like awesome guys. And that makes me even more excited because I like bringing people together who, you know, are good hearted people. Yeah. Uh, which uh, you got some Rangers players showing. Yeah. So Sch- scheduled to appear. Yeah. So uh, Taylor Hearn, uh, former Ranger legend Derek Holland, who you know he yeah. makes his way to any charity event that he is asked to right. go to, which and is he's really got, neat. He's got his he's got his own thing. Yep. Six, I think his events tonight actually. Yep, yep. yeah, I think so. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe is uh, is supposed to be there. We're hoping to get Marcus Simeon. He's trying to work out some some mm-hmm. vacation plans. Uh, Sam Huff, uh, Tony Beasley is not sure if he will be in town, but if he is, he will be there. Uh, I think former Rangers general manager, John Daniels yeah, will make his yeah. first appearance. He's usually tied up uh, the winter meetings. Uh, we might get a, an appearance from Jose Trevino. Great. Uh, he's got a wedding that he's got to get ready for a few weeks later. So it's, it's hectic in the Trevino household. Uh, and I'd probably missing a few uh, Jonathan Hernandez, I think is going to show okay. up. So uh, there'll be a, a, a nice group of Rangers players, some former ones as well. So it'll okay. be fun. And the 11th is a Sunday. 11th is a Sunday. So we've been really, really lucky. I imagine it's like baseball where in the NFL, you can kind of request certain things and they don't have to grant it or not. But I think the Cowboys have, and maybe they, they did this year, requested to have back-to-back Thursday games. They always play on Thanksgiving. And the last five years, they've played on the Thursday after Thanksgiving. So our event has been on that Sunday. Right. Uh, not so lucky this year. <laughs> They're playing on that Sunday, 10 days after Thanksgiving. Uh and I think it was a, I think it's a night game. So we're doing one week later than we normally do. The Cowboys do play, but they play at noon against the Texans. The okay. Texans are awful, so there's no way that game gets flexed. Uh, and so uh, you can go to the game, and still the event doesn't start. Check-in starts at four, but the event doesn't start till five. And then the concert 
Uh, we'll start around 7.30 uh-huh. uh, after we have a live auction and some cool things as well. So if you're going to the Cowboys game, you still have plenty of time to make it to the event. Yeah, and Topgolf has TVs. Yeah, that well, that's the other <laughs> cool thing is that it's been, you know, I I have not been able to watch much football when, when the event yeah. happens, but I see everyone else <laughs> watching all the games. They got a ton of TVs. We actually choose... Uh, you know, we have options what we can do with the TVs. And I, I've kind of put my foot down on making sure that the games of the day are on on the TVs because I I'm a sports fan. I, yeah. I, I want the event in, in some way, shape or form to kind of be an extension of what's important to me and football. And, you know, for some people, fantasy football, this is like fantasy football crunch time. You know, you got some <laughs> some must win weeks. And uh, uh, so, yeah, you can come watch the games and. I don't know. I don't think there will be any World Cup games on that day. I think the sem- I think the quarterfinals are the day before. But if I'm wrong, those games will obviously be on as well. All right. No Golden Girls marathons are going to be on. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, this is going to be sports. Maybe maybe Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> I would be in favor of Gossip Girl being on. And I do extend an invite every year to Blake Lively to come to the event. Oh, well, I second um, that. Yeah, she's never... You know, she's, she's always been very busy. I don't, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Her schedule, she can't. Yeah. The conflicts get in there. One of yeah. these days, Jerry. <laughs> you know, I, I said that we haven't, no appearance fees. The, you know, everyone comes out of the, the graciousness of their heart. I would I would pay some money if, you know, Blake Lively made an appearance. All right. Well, let's put it out there. Yeah. Get a, get a, I might her, help you fund that. Get, <laughs> I, I, last, I used to leave her a ticket uh, when I was broadcasting for the Brainerd Lakes Area Lunkers in Brainerd, Minnesota. I... I wasn't leaving tickets for anyone. No one was visiting yeah. me. I didn't know anyone. But every game, I would leave two tickets for Blake Lively. <laughs> she never took up. Never. Yeah, not yeah. that I know of. It's disappointing. She missed out on some really good Northwoods League baseball. Well, I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. I bet she did. Uh, so good baseball. We haven't seen a lot of it lately, Jared. And I don't know if you can. You know, it's not. It's not a. It's not a, a lie here. I'm, no, no, no. Know. That's yeah. We're not. We're not. Not breaking any. Uh, breaking any, any news here. News, yeah. Um, what what from what what did you like about this season and what gives you optimism heading forward? So what I liked, I, you know, the, the the lineup still has a ways to go, uh, but there definitely seems to be a foundation upon which they can build, and they have flexibility. I know that, uh, you know, a guy like Nathaniel Lowe or someone like Adolis Garcia, you know maybe in the minds of some, they're going to be here forever because, you know, they, they played well, but I mean, who knows what ends up happening? Uh, you know, the Rangers are in a unique position, I think, where they can go a lot of different directions with personnel decisions, but at minimum, I think you really like the direction of the lineup. And I think it's only going to get better. I think you look at, it's not like a bunch of 35 year olds who no. had career years. You got, uh, Dolis Garcia, who I'll be honest, I, I was a little unsure if he was going to build off of his rookie year or fall into the sophomore slump trap because a lot of the numbers suggested he was going in the wrong direction with the right. bad yeah. second half, the For swing sure. and miss, you know, the the chase. But uh, I was really impressed with what he did. And, and you know, because of his delayed development in, in terms of, you know, when he came over from Cuba, he didn't come over at 16 years old. Uh, I'm in, encouraged by that. I think the shift rules will only make Corey Seager better. And I think there's a lot of, lot of evidence out there that, you know, for both Seager and Simeon, guys who come over, position players who come over either in a big trade or sign a big deal, they don't necessarily perform up to the level you are accustomed to that first year. It's happened yeah. with Machado and Harper. I mean, all, Tatis, 
after he signed the big contract, he still kind of hasn't, you know, with steroids. But uh, I, I think both those guys will take steps forward. Nathaniel Lowe's not a guy who's 33. I think, you know, he can only, you know, there's a chance he only grows. And then you got a lot of young guys who they didn't really impact the team in that big of a way, uh, who not all of them, but some of them you'd think will take steps forward. Uh, and so it's not like, yeah, the Rangers haven't been in the playoffs since 2016. They lost a hundred games two seasons ago. And there was a period there last year where you thought maybe it was unfortunately starting to slip towards that again. But I think there's a lot more positives than what you'd expect based on last year's record. And then I think the Bruce Bochy hiring kind of punctuates the fact that they're not trying to slow play this. Right. And I don't think it's, I don't think they're trying to be irresponsible, but I, I do think they're a little anxious to win. Yeah, I, in 2020 and 2021, pretty much every night we showed over the ballpark, it was like, the Rangers have no chance. Yeah. Last year, I didn't feel that way, except maybe on a few occasions, if it was just like Verlander coming in hot or, or something like that. But, um, so I think, I think, the, I don't, and I think they played better in their record. I really do. I know the, the one, the one raw, one run loss thing is a big deal. And, uh, a lot of people pointed that out. Maybe that's what led to you know the demise of, of Chris Woodward. But they were competitive, and and yeah, you could see where they were missing, and and you can address that. But um, I I I do kind of give pause though when they say uh, you know Chris Young says we're going to contend for a playoff spot. I think there's a lot of work to be done, but before that's possible, and then you know stranger things has happened. Um, you know you saw what the Orioles did this year, um, but man. That's that's a big that's a big chunk you're you're trying to bite off there, and so I'd even go right back to the lineup. That is probably the most positive thing, yeah. but there it's not a finished product. You know, right. you look at the on base percentage that that's got to improve. The back half of the lineup's got to get a lot better. I I think they're still missing. I don't know that it needs to be a Corey Seager type signing from like a, a someone worth that level of money, but I I still think they probably need. I mean, they either need to develop it. Or they need to add a, a middle-of-the-order power threat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say Aaron Judge is like a... I don't think Aaron Judge is a fit. I, I don't. I have no interest in Aaron Judge. I, I think what he's done is great. Six, seven guys who play the outfield in their 30s who, you know, he's he's an athletic guy. He's not, you right. know, he's not a sedentary first baseman. I, I don't think that's going to age well. But someone like... Hey, he just hit 62 home runs. I... Someone who profiles like Aaron Judge, not this year, but in past years, a guy who you're kind of scared of, who, you know, he's going to be a threat to hit 40 home runs in a given year. I I think it'd be great to have that type of a guy. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is, again, we're looking like some of the best hitters in baseball, but they don't have that guy. Uh, And then you, you know, that's not even the rotation, a lot of work that needs to be done there. The bullpen, lots of work. And, uh, they, you know, the Rangers for years since I've been here for, you know, as, almost as long as you've been covering the team, you you had that run where they were getting some guys from the farm system to yeah. contribute. But, you know, really since the second World Series appearance, they just haven't gotten a lot out of their farm system. Right. And right. the excuse of, well, they were winning and so their farm system was depleted is not a fair excuse because there are really good teams who have won pretty consistently who still have good farm systems and yeah. uh, the Rangers need to be able to get more production from their young guys. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I, 
you know, we Ross Fenstermaker was on the show last week, and you know, they the I think you know the farm system overall had a good year, but a couple guys didn't step forward who I thought who I think could have been part of this team in in 2023, and you know, Jack Leiter and Cole Wynn are the the two big ones, but you know, and I, I say this to John, I say this to anybody, you know, like a, a farm system's like a college football class, you know, of signings, you know, it might be a bunch of five-star guys, but until they're on the field doing something, you don't have anything. And yeah, that's Jimbo Fisher. Right. And <laughs> exactly. And, and so the Rangers do need to see some of that. And, and I'm kind of curious, you know, they talk about, they want to build this rotation up and, and get the free agents. But if the strength of your farm system is, is starting pitching and you want to see those guys and you need those guys to make your team, you know, financially flexible and all this stuff, you know, like how many, multi-year deals are you going to sign here this offseason? I mean, I, I would think one, honestly, one long-term deal. You can maybe do a two-year deal. But I, I just don't see – I just think it's a it's an interesting spot to say we're going to get the playoffs, but, but at the same time, your farm system is a huge part of your formula for long-term success. So, I, personally, I, I don't see them signing a bunch of starting pitchers to four- and five-, six-year deals. I, maybe one. You know, one I think is feasible, but – it just doesn't. It just doesn't add up. I think for what they want to accomplish. Well, and if you know, I I don't know if what they invest in the bullpen. Uh, you know, Edwin Diaz is obviously off the board, right. and I don't know that he was super realistic. Uh, but they're going to have to invest something. I think. I think they're at, at the yeah. period where they got to invest something there. Right. Uh, you're going to have to. Yeah, and you're going to, like, look, Jake Odorizzi, I know the Rangers are only going to, and we'll probably talk about him a little bit, they're only going to pay him $2.5 million, but Jake Odorizzi is a guy who, you know, is not someone you look at as a one, two, or a three. He's probably a, a four, maybe a five, and yeah. his, he is getting paid collectively over $10 million this year, $12.5 million. Right. So pitching isn't cheap, and so to build on what you're saying, if you are going to, you know, grow the payroll, and you're going to do it by adding, a, let's say, a Carlos Rodon. Uh, you really do need those young guys to step up because you're going to have to, maybe you trade for it. Maybe you trade for a, another pitcher or a, a hitter and temporarily not take on a, you know, a big yeah. contract, but you know, you might ultimately want to extend that guy or you have right. to sign. Right. They got to, they got to find cheap labor somewhere. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's where you do that. And you look at world series teams the last several years they all are built in a variety of ways. It's not, you can't just exclusively do it in free agency. Yeah. You might not be driven by the farm system, but the farm system has to, has to be at the table and, uh, in a big contributing way. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, it, the Astros won the, the world series, you know, not just obviously because of the Verlanders and, and let's forget Jordan Alvarez and yeah. let's forget Jose Altuve, but how about, Jeremy Pena. I mean, I know he right. won the World Series MVP, sure. but like they they're paying this guy nothing to yep. have a really good year sure. for them, replacing sure. why Carlos they let Correa, Correa go. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. need that. When when was the last time the Rangers had a guy? And Jeremy Pena wasn't an All Star, right? I, I, don't I don't think, think he's think an so. All Star. And you look at his numbers; it's not like he was just like, oh my gosh, this guy is like this is the beginning of a Hall of Fame career. But when's the last time the Rangers had a guy? who was really doing that uh, yeah. and and yeah. maybe Joey Gallo, but I mean, I know for some, that's a polarizing answer. <clears throat> right. Uh, so they yeah. need someone like that. Yeah. This you know, is a, 
well, this will be a huge, what will be huge this year to see, no matter what they do on the major league level, is at the top two levels of the minor league system, all these prospects we've heard about in pitching are going to all be at that top two levels. It's huge that those guys start, like you said, Wynn and Leiter had down years, but it's not just Lynn and Leiter. You got Owen White that's gotten up there now. You've got Engler. You got all these guys that are coming up. They're going to be at the top two levels. If we want what we think is going to happen as Ranger fans or covering the Rangers, those two rotations need to be killing it. It needs to be, you need to be having the argument is that guy need to be on the big league team. And, you know, that makes Odorizzi or somebody expendable. Yeah. But if they don't, and we see what happened last year, this is a big year for the pitching. The, the, now the pitching for the Rangers is in the upper levels. Their top pitching is starting to get there. Yeah. Now you got to see the results. Well, and that doesn't include, you know, Rocker, whatever you're going to do with him. I know he's absolutely, uh, you know, he's pitched. Yeah. Porter's going to be down low. Yeah. Hot and cold, I guess, in the fall league. His last two starts have been okay. He gave up three runs the other night, but he's striking out guys and throwing more strikes. But, you know, what are you going to do with him? That's something we asked Ross uh, last week, too. But, you know, and one thing Ross said is they're not going to sign a bunch of non-roster guys to to fill out the AAA rotation because you don't you don't, don't need to. Yeah, and and you know theoretically you could have Glenn Otto and Dane Dunning filling out that rotation if it goes the way you think it's going to go and it through a free agency and trade. So it's just uh, just there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of potential, but figuring out the puzzle is and I, you know the the trade route is. It's exciting because it's not like I feel like free agency. Yes, that's exciting, but you know what you're getting because you know who the free agents are. The 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 trade route. It's like this ocean of unknown because I mean anyone in theory could be traded for anyone, and the Rangers definitely are in a position where they can make moves because they have a deep farm system and in mm-hmm. some ways you think they have a surplus, but I don't think they need to be. Uh, I don't think they need to rush to make any of these moves. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 percentage of guys who either don't work out at all or don't reach anywhere close to what their perceived potential is and injuries. I mean, there's so many variables. And I look at the the Dodgers. I mean, heck, you could make the example with the Astros as well. I just try not to lift them up, you know, <laughs> unless it's, you know, absolutely unavoidable. But, like, I think of Gavin Lux, who at one point was the top prospect in baseball. Right. And is still super young. And this year, finally, uh, was getting everyday playing time. But for the last three years, sure. they had a guy who is a better prospect than anyone the Rangers have had maybe since Jerickson Profar, who right. didn't, you know, whether it's because of injuries or what have you, yeah. never really panned out to that degree. But the Dodgers weren't shy about, you know, sending Gavin Lux back down to AAA or, you know, not having him start the season uh, adding adding Trey Turner when they still had Corey Seager and, and yeah. thus blocking Gavin Lux some more. I mean, I, these guys are just, you, you don't need to force them up to the big leagues. Nope. At the same time, you don't need to uh, force them out the door. There's nothing wrong with having a ton of depth. Sure. Eventually, it's going to sort itself out. Yep. Right, right. And the, uh, to, to your point, a little further back, I mean, Ryan Howard was behind Jim Tomey in yeah. Philadelphia yeah. for years and years and did not... <laughs> You know, and once Ryan Howard came up, he became what well, I think an MVP, but you know, a great player. But you're right, and there's nothing wrong with guys getting at bats in the minor leagues. No, nothing you know? at all. There's nothing wrong with a guy having a thousand or fifteen hundred at bats when he comes up. You know, Josh Young, yeah. who, who looks the part. What do you have? Five hundred at bats in the minors. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a really small number. So, um, and you know, and the Rangers are counting on him to be 
maybe not middle of the bat, but an upgrade to the offense. And yes, he should be. He's going to be a better hitter than Andy Abanez and, you know, Charlie Culberson and whoever else has played third. But um, yeah, it takes time. It takes time and player development. And so the Rangers learned this year and they knew it, but player development, everybody takes their own path. Yep. Yep. And, and when a guy's supposed to be there, well, it may be a year later. I think about Elvis a lot with that because I think Elvis was the first guy who really demonstrated that since I joined the broadcast. I know Elvis came up and and he was an all-star, you know, two years early on. But if you look at Elvis's numbers, Elvis was not a standout offensive player uh, to that degree. It right. was He was a game changer on the bases. He was a ball of energy. Uh, you know, back then he was, you know, really good defensively, yep. but it's not like, you know, Elvis was a, I was, I was so surprised the first time I was up next to Elvis, how big he was. And Elvis had several years of major league experience before, was it 17 or 18, whatever. Yeah. His, his year. breakout year. Yep. And I know that, you know, some people might say, well, but it was just a flash in the pan. I, to me, he hasn't been the same since he got hit by the pitch right. uh, that following year by Keenan Middleton. Uh, but, I mean, everyone wants these guys to pop right away. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I feel like it rarely happens. But, yeah, I, even if it doesn't happen right away, like, let's just say Josh Young kind of has a eh, year this upcoming year. That's okay. I yeah. know that yeah. he's an advanced, you know, college hitter. So the thought is he's going to be, uh, a little quicker to get to that point than others. But I don't know that there's any evidence that actually suggests that. And he's had injuries. It's not like yeah. he's, you know, yeah. been logging at bats exactly. every day since getting drafted. So, but, and I understand, you know, fans frustrations or, or why they're so eager. I mean, you know, yeah, the shiny sure. toy, you want to play with it right away. But yeah, I mean, these guys, they all, I mean, Adolis Garcia. I don't think the Cardinals we're just like, yeah, this guy stinks. I think they they probably gave him a ton of opportunities. Yeah. No one, everyone had a chance at Adolis Garcia when the Rangers, you know, took him off the roster two years ago. Yeah, right. DFA'd right. him. Right. And he's a, a late bloomer. And there's everyone probably has a reason or a story as to why. Uh, but yeah, not everyone hits at 23, 24. Not right. everyone like the Juan Sotos of the world, that's not <laughs> realistic. That's rare. It's, it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen with Laoti. He obviously didn't finish the year as, as well as he started it. But, like, even if he has another year where he's kind of like, eh, I mean, heck, look at Byron Buxton. Yeah. I'm not comparing Laoti to Byron, like, top-end potential, but Byron Buxton kind of was treading water for a few years. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was guy, another number one overall yeah. prospect. And then look at him now. Yeah. 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 No, it's – and 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 – Today's the start of it all. You know, I mean, I'm sure they've had their meetings and they've got all these plans. They probably have plans A through Z, but you never know. I just checked know. my phone to see if the Rangers signed DeGrom and Rodon for <laughs> a combo package. But the, oh, we do have a, an, am I allowed to break news yes. on here? Or I'll let you, you're the, I don't break news. That's more your, oh, do you oh. see a move? Nick Solak sent to Cincinnati for cash considerations. Well, okay. I like Nick. Yeah. But he was blocked. I mean, he's, he's part of the glut, and that clears a forty-man spot. Yep. So um, good guy. Yeah, really good. Great guy. guy. Absolutely a great guy. Never quite developed as a hitter. I think the way that yeah the Rangers are hopeful he would, but 
but that's exactly what we're talking about. He, he yeah. still has a career. He's going to still play in the big leagues a couple more years. He's going to go up and down anywhere. So, yeah, I like Nick. He's been right. a great guy. And they're AAA teams in Louisville, right? That's where he went to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went to oh, cool for him. Right. Yeah. To college. So, all right. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Good. I, yeah. This, uh, we were we were shooting this when Bruce Bochy was hired. Yes. Oh, so, we, <laughs> so I looked at my phone. Similar magnitude. I was like, yeah. so we yeah. had uh, who was it? It was, we Cody, had it was Cody, Cody Freeman. Freeman. We yeah. had him on a Zoom call, <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff goes, Jeff was right there, and all of a sudden he looked at me, and I went, "Hang on, hang on." I was trying to like, okay, we got to get through there, and then I looked at my phone and saw it come up, and then we broke it, and yeah. we had to go back and redo our first part. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because yeah. we we were timed out. So we, who yeah, are they going to hire? Fortunately, we don't have to scrap our first part. With Not for the, the next select news. Select trade. <laughs> no. and, and he was on the 60, so I guess he wasn't even really on the 40, but they were have to they were they gonna have to put it. On, yeah. You know, yeah. Which moves a spot. It yeah. makes it easier. So yeah. and it's an opportunity for him too. So all right. So what have you been doing this offseason? Watching watching your Trojans? Watching USC. Uh let's see. You know, basketball started now. So I do uh I do some college basketball and and the Texas legends of the mm-hmm. The fighting NBA G League uh, to <laughs> to have some fun, stay busy. I I go on a college football trip with buddies every year. Oh, nice! I uh, went to Ohio State. Uh, I'd actually been there previously, but it was when I was in school, and so I, I actually was broadcasting the game for student radio. I'd never been there as a fan, uh, and you know, I, I don't think, and, and you guys know this, uh, I I I don't think people realize. So when I leave for spring training in like mid to late February until the end of the year, I don't, there's not a single Friday, Saturday or Sunday where I don't work. Yeah. yeah. So I try to do as much of nothing as I can. And that like spending time with family, you know, my, I have two nieces and two nephews niece started soccer for the first time. Uh-huh. Got to go to uh-huh. her first ever game. Uh, just hang out with the family. Uh, and then I also, I don't think any of my wife's friends are going to listen to this. No, they're just not. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I get out a lot of weddings and stuff during the season. It's great. Um, or I get to like leave things early. Right. You know, sometimes if there's like a, 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 a bride or like a wedding show, I don't know, or like some, Oh, I actually have to get to the ballpark a little early yeah. today. And yeah. I got that, that interview is actually going to happen two hours earlier than it ever happens. Otherwise, but the problem with that is when it's not the season, I don't have that excuse. Mm-hmm. And we've had three straight weekends worth of weddings. Oh my God. And oh. weddings. And, and I am so thankful that, you know, we have friends who think highly enough of us to invite us to these yeah, weddings. I'm nice. not, but I really love college football in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think if I could do my wedding over again, out of respect for people in my shoes now, I would just have as many TVs at all times. Like if you don't want to, I don't, I would tell like, you know, had the rabbi make an announcement. Hey, if you want to be on your phones, the entire wedding to follow your favorite teams game that's going on right now that you're missing. (laughs) Totally cool. Just put your phone on the QR code. We've got a live stream. You know, if you want to have like a VR set on, so you're like watching, they need to have like a one eye VR set so that you can watch the wedding that you really like. Let's be honest how many people really care? Like we're there because we know you're going to get married. Like someone's going to object. You half the time you can't even hear what's being set up on the stage, the altar, whatever. Anyway, right. You're there because you're supposed to be there. And then, you know, you want to go to the party. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I, maybe I'm an awful person. I'm not like sitting there, like edge of my seat. Like can't wait for what the, 
the rabbi or the priest or, you know, whoever's <laughs> officiating the way, can't wait. What are they going to say next? Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, you know, they're going to say some stuff, you know, some prayers. You might sing. They're going to kiss. They'll walk down the aisle. You got to wait for the wedding party to walk down the aisle. Then you can. I mean, it's like the same thing. <laughs> yep. Every Everyone's in the same boat. They just don't want to say it. No. Absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. You ready for my fun? Yeah, it's his turn. Okay, so where did you go to high school? You're from Dallas. I went to Green Hill. It is, I am a snotty, stuck up private private school school kid. (laughs) Now, I heard that you came to Dallas through South Africa. So I was, I'm the only one in my family born in Dallas. My whole family is South African. Brothers. uh, Really? Yeah. So accent? Do they have that accent? Not, my brothers were so young, they don't. Uh, They can. I mean, they can turn it on. Uh, I never had that ability. It probably would have come in handy at times. Uh, my, yeah, but my, I don't notice it with my parents. It's really weird. You could be South African and I'd be like, oh, like I notice your accent. When I talk to my mom or dad, I don't notice it at all. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's there. I mean, I, and cause I see the looks on people's faces when they talk and they, you know, like yeah. we go to like a restaurant half the time, like the server will be like, England, Australia, no one ever gets to South Africa. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, it, good and bad. The, you know, I, I have a unique upbringing, you know, lessons, just stories culturally. Right. Uh, I have a ton of family there. So I've, I've been to South Africa a few times. The, the tougher thing is like I have friends who they're super close with cousins and yeah. extended family. I, I, I would be, and we communicate now in the social media era, but yeah. like I didn't get to grow up with like a close personal relationship with my, my family extended family. Cause they were, you know, on a different, so I guess continent. grandparents or stuff, but back there. Or- yeah. My, now my mom's side, uh, eventually did move to America. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad's side is still over there, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't have that type of connection right. with, with family, but I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's all I've yeah, known. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's cool. I, I, I've loved going over there. Um, I know my, my family's experiences in South Africa very much shaped, uh, you know, their, the way they raised me, um, you know, more than anything else, you know, as a, as a white family in South Africa, when my parents were growing up, it, they were sadly in the minority of people who really believed in equality. Right. Uh, and, you know, South Africa has got a, you know, pretty dirty history. Sure. Uh, right. In terms of that. And and so I'm super thankful because that didn't have to be that way. It's not like I had any impact on that. I wasn't born yet. Right. Uh, it comes from their parents, but that was always something that was Pride. harped on when yeah. I was growing up. So uh, I think their experiences certainly shaped, you know, my upbringing. Now you and I have talked about this, but you, you played on the USC baseball team. No, you yeah, that, on. no that's not, yeah, that's not fair. I, <laughs> I was not that good. Uh, so I, I was a, I don't know what level high school player to where I could have played at some smaller schools. Right. Um, I am very, I like to schedule and have a plan and uh, playing major league baseball or even professional baseball was not going to be in that plan. And so uh, I should, I, I actually like, I mean, it wasn't a tough decision. I wish it would have been as much as I love playing sports it was not a very tough decision for me to decide. Like I wanted to focus on whatever was going to be next. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think looking back, I wish I would have given it more thought. Um, there were some schools where I could have played football. Uh, there was one school mm-hmm. where for whatever reason it's beyond me, they actually wanted me to come and play football. 
Uh, did I say I, I said football twice? Yeah. Sorry, baseball. Okay. Uh, there was one school, uh, Dickinson University, that was. I don't know why their their coach. There's no way he's still there. If he had, any, but like, <laughs> uh, but I I made the decision that I wanted to go somewhere that would help me get to wherever I wanted to go after college. And I didn't totally know what that was going to be. Sports journalism was kind of what was top of mind. Right. Uh, but what I did do is when I got in to USC, I mean, I had a recruiting tape and everything. So I sent that yeah. and it was a you know, DVD. You can't play DVDs anymore. Uh, Chad <laughs> Cruder was the head coach then. Oh, you know, really? Former brief, briefly a ranger and yeah. major league catcher. And it was really nice to me. No way he's going to hear this. He had no clue what he was doing as a head coach of a college program. He was great at the baseball stuff, not good at the program side of things. And so they let me come and walk on. And uh, I made some cuts. I made like a round of cuts. I'm like, I, that makes sense. Like the guys that got cut, I know they're not that good. It was just mm. like, you know, your kid who hit ninth on his high school team or something. Right. But then the next round, it's like, I shouldn't still be here. Uh, but they kept me around because I was like the little kid who worked hard. I mean, I, you know, the team You picture, were the Rudy of USC baseball? No, I, I really was. <laughs> but it stopped short of that when I, I, you know, I had a pretty honest conversation with uh, with with Chad Kruder uh, and Tim Burton, who was, uh, you know, one of the assistant coaches at the time. And I basically was like, I, I don't even know if I asked it. I think I said, I'm never going to play. Like, I don't even know if I even said like, right. Like I don't even I don't think I needed their like, uh, and they basically said, yeah, I mean, maybe your senior year, uh, if we're up by 10 in a conference game, we'll let you swing the bat once. You know, I like, that's not what they said. The one of the coaches actually kind of gave like a, a needle to the butt motion. Like, you know, you do steroids maybe, which is like, kind of weird. Uh, but I was, I was starting to get involved in the broadcasting scene and they let me, it was really cool. I, it's the one only thing I've ever really quit. Uh, but I basically asked, I, I, I finished out that first year. Um, but then I kind of transitioned into a role. I think my technical title was undergraduate assistant coach. I was not taking, you know, some of the players and being like, Hey, like let's change this mechanic. But <laughs> yeah. it allowed me because the NCAA is dumb. That's the title I needed to be able to do some of the things they wanted me to do, which was, you know, I helped out with some of the recruiting stuff. I I would throw batting practice. I'd hit fungos. I'd help uh, run some practices in the in you know in the off season when there were you know limitations on how many hours each coach could spend. Oh yeah. Uh, so it was a really really rewarding experience, uh, and it allowed me to be on a team for just a few more years. Even though, you know, USC with all its rich history, they were not very good. I think at the time it was the worst four year stretch in program history. Uh, so I'll take the we, blame for that. We I call it the Sandler. Years. Well, I, well, yeah. And I think I honestly, like I hate to, the fact that they even let me walk on was probably like an Telling. indication. It was yeah. probably like all you need to know. Right. Uh, so I, I never, I, you know, I very proudly am a, you know, consider myself a, you know, alum of the program in, in part because, you know, some of the guys who were playing when I was there, they, they forced me to, yeah. Um, they used to, we'd go to bars and they'd be like, yeah, no, he's our starting center fielder. Like I would never, <laughs> I never would pull that crap. They would do it, but, yeah. uh, it was a great experience. And, and I mean, it was a huge part of my college experience. I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, and so I got the best of both worlds. Let's go. Okay. So here's the fun part where you're at now in your broadcasting, what's your path to here? Where did, when you came out of college, Ooh. where did you go to get to here? Well, so I, it, it did start at USC cause I had no you started experience doing broadcasting yeah, started there. Doing there. Did a summer, actually two, two summers interning 
for Josh Lewin and Tom Grieve. Okay. Uh, I had a, a connection to Josh Lewin and finally asked him out of the blue over email, can I just spend the summer? I'll do whatever you want. And this was when Josh was doing like the Chargers and he had the Fox Saturday game of the week. And so he had all sorts of stuff. And I think the idea to him was was appealing that, you know, he'd have someone to help him. I think he had so much going on. He barely had time to like tell me what I could do to help. But he was gracious enough to let me sit alongside both he and Tom. That's where I met Eric. Yeah. Uh, I really developed my relationship with Eric. That's where I met John Blake, who, you know, undoubtedly those two summers helped me kind of get back here. Because uh, I always tell kids when I speak to them, I've never once been the you know first round pick, so yeah. to speak. Um, you know, relationships, connections have always played a role. Uh, and finally got experience broadcasting in the Northwoods Collegiate League. Then uh, a summer in Montana with the Great Falls Voyagers back when uh, the Pioneer League was a part of mm-hmm. affiliated baseball. They were a White Sox affiliate. Uh, and then I spent two... 25 months really with the Great Lakes Loons. Uh, they were a Dodgers affiliate then and still are now. Uh, it's actually where I first met Corey Seager, uh, which was really neat. Got to see Corey very early in his career. And uh, that was a unique situation because the the baseball team owned the radio station and the radio station also carried uh, Division II football, Division One basketball. I hosted an afternoon drive radio show. Oh, sweet. And that was relevant because when I came back here, it wasn't for baseball. I came back to work. Uh, I also interned at the ticket for two, three summers. Uh, and Jeff Catlin, who was and still is the program director of the ticket, and at the time was also running ESPN Radio, which no longer exists, uh, had tried to get me back in some sort of a role we finally found, I actually applied for a job with 1033 that I didn't get. Uh, but instead of telling me, no, see you later, he's like, no, we're not going to give you this role, but we actually have another role we think might fit. It was a part-time role. So I kind of took a roll of the dice uh, because I, I could only have done it because I was from here because I could live at home. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I you know I couldn't on a part-time, no benefits. Right. I was young enough to where the no benefits was fine. I, could, I was still young enough to be on parents. Parents, yeah. Uh, and came back, worked for 103.3. And unfortunately, I mean, this is just the reality. I can't ignore this part of it. Uh, 103.3 was the flagship of the Rangers at the time. Yeah. And, and Jeff might know where I'm going with this. But uh, after my first year, I, I would fill in. I did cowboy stuff with them. I'd fill in uh, for Mike Peasley, who was doing pre and post at the time. And then the Rangers partnership with Cumulus expired and instead of re-upping they went back to what was then cbs radio which had been their home for years and it wasn't a amicable split i don't think cumulus was too thrilled and my understanding is you know they would not allow mike peasley out of his contract uh and so that created an opening in my current role and so the rangers extended that opportunity to me and i i mean i still to this you know years have passed i I'm still friends with, with Mike and and thankfully he's such a nice guy. Never held it against me. I, I had nothing to do with it. Sure, but yeah. I felt really guilty for a while. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know that I, I earned it in that I, I busted my tail, but like, I didn't, right. That, that job didn't become open for kosher reasons. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I, so, <clears throat> but you know, I, I've been really thankful. And uh, so since the 2015 season, I've been, I guess in this role and, uh, as Eric has taken more games off, it's kind of shifted the responsibilities a bit. And um, so you're going out on road trips too. So mm-hmm. were you always going out on road trips, or 
so yeah, I, I not not every trip, no. Uh, and I still only go when I'm filling in or Houston, right? Um, if we made the playoffs this year, I I would go. You know, I did in Toronto in 15 and 16. Right. Uh, you know, clinch situations, I would travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm at the point in my life where I still love the travel part of it. I'm sure that you know, I know that maybe becomes a little more challenging when kids, it comes challenging, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but uh, I love good. it. But so does Eric. Eric loves the travel, so he actually doesn't love giving up the road trips because that's his <laughs> opportunity to see friends from around the country sure. that you know he's met and. Uh, you know, Eric's been doing this for, you know, 45 years. He can, as far as I'm concerned, he yeah. can do whatever he wants. It's his choice, man. <laughs> yeah. Finish there. Yeah. You know what? We've held you a long time. We're going to do our last question that I yeah. normally ask, and this is the fun one. I don't know if have you ever heard that this is the I, I Well, I so I, I've listened to episodes before, so I maybe know what's coming, but I don't know if it's I, what's something nobody knows about yeah. you. And you've heard some of the fun ones we've had of them. Yeah. What is something nobody knows about Jared Sandler? Well, as you guys can tell and knew this, I talk a lot. So people tend to know a lot about me. <laughs> me too. Uh, what is someone, something no one knows about me? Um, well, I'll give you two things. One, I'll, I'll quit. I, I, I hate public speaking. <laughs> I, I, think there's a, like, I do fear it. I can do it. Um, I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I can and, and I will do it. But I, I, I think people would be surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm an, extrovert what's it extrovert introvert or introvert like i i'm not like it's not hard to get me to talk but in certain situations like yeah. i really i will be the quietest one in the room yep uh but i think I'll, I'll, a quick story that ties into usc so i'm jewish and when i was coming up the hanukkah song by adam sandler became a thing and yeah. it was like the greatest thing to happen to you know little jewish kids everywhere because there was finally someone who was like you know, extended our identity is, and um, I'm not super religious or anything. Wasn't then I'm not now, but uh, I was six or seven, I think when the Hanukkah song came out. And again, I sung it. I loved it. I didn't understand all of it because I wasn't old enough to understand all of it, but I'd go to Sunday school and I would lie and tell kids that uh, Adam Sandler is my uncle. (laughs) And so the natural question then is, you know, when you're sick, Oh, can I get his autograph? Well, I had just learned cursive. So the answer was absolutely yes. You can. So, you know, Jeff, uh, I'll get you. I was, I, I don't know how I was smart enough to come up with this. I think it might've been those magazines where you could order stuff, but you'd have to pay for shipping. I'd say, yeah, I can do it, but $2 for shipping. Cause he's got to ship the autograph, yeah. obviously. So I go home in cursive to Jeff, Adam Sandler. Well, the kid I'm giving it to is six as well. It's not like he's smart enough to know the difference. So, right. I made $12, sold six autographs. Uh, I told my dad, my dad, now I know he actually thought it was really funny, but he was, he was like, you know, wanted to make sure I didn't go down this path of like lying and fraudulence and stealing. So I I had to return the money. Oh man. Uh, I found out a few years later, Adam Sandler does have a nephew, like an actual nephew named Jared Sandler spelled the same way. And a few years after that, Jared Sandler, Adam Sandler's nephew and I Jared Sandler. were not only at the same college, we we're in the same fraternity. Is no that right? Kidding. Jared Sandler, who has gone on to prominence in various movie roles, you know, in the happy Madison family and uh, was in the, the recent movie that Kevin James played as Sean Payton. 
uh-huh. is uh, the the hotel clerk or, or okay. whatever. Uh, but yeah, so just kind of funny full circle that I used to lie that I was someone who actually did exist <laughs> and ended up not only meeting him, but we were, you know, in the same fraternity. That's so. awesome. That's, that's, that's crazy. A, that's a really good, did you yeah. know? Did yeah. you know? All right. Pitch this one more time before we yeah. get out of here. Thank you. 105.3, thefan.com slash Sandlot. The, the, the golfing portion is sold out. You can get a guest ticket to come for the entirety of the event, but uh, we're really trying to get people to come out and see Bowling for Soup. Yes. Uh, Denton, they, Texas. Yeah. And, and look them up. They, you might not realize that they've got plenty of songs that you've heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, again, raising money for kids with disabilities so they can get involved in the athletics world uh, and have some of the same experiences that were so important to me and, and so many others growing huh. up. So, yeah. uh, December 11th, Top Golf in the Colony, uh, 1053thefan.com slash Sandlot or just at Jared Sandler on Twitter, all sorts of information. Anything else? No, but do this. Very important to. Absolutely. What, what Jared does, um, you know, Eric Nadell does stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to do stuff with Do It For Dirt. It's, it's, I've, it, it I've made it, myself, I'm like a, uh, I, I'm free labor for all of these. I've, I've I was about to say, John, life. what are you doing? Where's your charity? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough, big enough name to have a charity. So I just, I, I volunteer my labor. And if you ever need something, you let me know. I'll go up there and serve beer or do something for no, you. It's, you uh, just let me know. I have no problem doing it. And, and, uh, and I love it for do it for dirt. I just kind of yeah. passed out hats well, for a little bit. I'm obviously kidding with, you know, <laughs> but like, I think Jeff would agree. You know, you put in a lot of work for Do It For Dirt. Yeah. I, I put in some work with Sandlot, but I mean, the community does all the work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we, I think I speak for Jeff in saying how appreciative, you know, we are that we have the support we get. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And it's great. I, for me, I feel very blessed in my life with what I've had. This has been great for me to get to cover the team. I have fun doing this, but uh, it's, so it's important to me. I didn't know Richard. Um, I didn't know him. I, I knew him. I used to read him and listening to him. But uh, his family's fantastic, Kelly and the kids. And so and what you're doing, this is great. I just love it. I mean, I love kids. I love – so, you know, I'm not I'm not big enough name to do any of that. But when you need me to go grab something and run it across town, I've got freedom. <laughs> i got flexibility to do stuff. Guys, right. that's Jared Sandler from the Texas Rangers uh, broadcast. Je- uh, Jared, thanks again for coming on. When yeah. we come back after this, we're going to go down in the bus leagues. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Jared Sandler for stopping and coming into us. Don't forget about his event that he that, that that he's doing out there. We do need to go down in the bus leagues. There's not a lot to talk about, but we need to talk about the Rule 5 draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, first mm-hmm. off, though, uh, Kumar Rocker, uh, the, the, the Arizona Fall League ends uh, uh, this weekend, so November 12th. You know, he, uh, his last... Up and down? His last two outings, and you know, we were talking about with Jared, his last two outings were... We're, we're good in that he threw a lot of strikes and struck a lot of guys out. Uh, I think he finished up giving up three runs in his last outing. That's fine. Um, he's he got, healthy. He got through it healthy. He looks good. It seems like he's got his, uh, you know, Velo's up. stagger, his swagger back on the mound maybe. So I think it's a good launching point for him to kind of go into the offseason and feel good about next spring. Uh, you know, that I guess this puts a wrap on the farm system, I guess, for for the year. You know, there are no more games to be played and, Involving Rangers prospects, unless you want to go to the winter leagues, because 
Ezekiel Duran is reporting Friday to uh, Aguilas. I think it's Aguilas. Yeah. Uh, in the, the he's going to play league. outfield. He's going to play the outfield. Um, That's but, huge. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm, you know, I put, I put Evan Carter up just because we needed like a, uh, you know, a guy to, he was the player of the year, Rangers minor league player of the year, uh, had, had a great season, was part of, really his first full season. But, you know, when you look at the growth and we kind of talked about this, um, the, the lower levels really, really made some jumps this year and, and he's kind of at the top of the list. So a uh, good, good year on the farm system, but there are some, some guys who are, are rule five eligible and who may not be part of the farm system after the, the rule five draft. Uh, it's uh, the last day of the winter meetings, which this year is December the 8th. When do they have to add him up? Uh, next Tuesday, so uh, before our next episode, so the fifteenth uh, is is the day to add. And um, you know, I think uh, as we talked about with Jared here, as he broke the news and helped us break uh, the Nick Solak trade, yep. uh, frees up one roster spot. Uh, you know, um, Martin Perez is already off the roster; that frees up a, a, a spot. They they had uh, five openings, um, five sixty. Uh, DIL guys that have to come back on. Um, Do they so, have to be on by uh, next Tuesday also? Yeah. that's and um, So a lot of activity is going to happen. So Nick, Solak, next Nick Solak is gone. You, you can look through the roster. I don't want to name any names. You can probably like, well, he probably will clear waivers or Rangers can probably will live without him. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of a, sh- a crappy thing to do, but that's just kind of the reality of it all. Yep. And uh, so anyway, you know, I don't know how many guys they're going to be able to keep, though. I mean, I can see it. I can see an avenue to where they can clear up to six or seven spots, really. You know, and but you could make a case <clears> for ten or twelve I, guys. I, I'm telling you, you know, if let's say let's say you do, <clears throat> let's say you do six. Obviously, Colwyn, Owen White, Dustin Harris, Luis Angel Acuna are that they're solid gold locks. They're locks. There's, There's no doubt that they're going to be on the roster. And then and then you go to like well. Kyle Cody's an interesting guy, you know, especially with what might happen with rotation. If you're going to have uh, a five-inning <clears throat> starting pitcher like Jake Odorizzi, right. you're going to need a guy who can eat up a couple innings. Yeah. All right? So, and and not eat him up, but be effective. Right. Look, Kyle Cody, he, I know he has the injury history, but he still throws in the mid-90s. He saw as a really good slider. And he looked great that year. He came Yeah. He came <clears throat> up and, 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 yeah. and got those starts. And there's... there's uh, you know he's a he's a talented guy, and I th- I think that because of his MLB experience and because he came back and showed that he was healthy, I genuinely think that Kyle Cody would get taken in the Rule Five. I'm, I'm if about he to say protected. if he's not protected, yeah. and then and then you know you have a uh, you have guys like Cody Bradford, Mason Mason Angler, Davis Wenzel, Blaine Krim. Um, I'm, I know I'm forgetting a, a couple guys who absolutely. Uh, should should be worthy of, uh, of of being protected. So it's uh, it's something to watch. Next, these these are guys that could be traded. Also, that, that when you know <laughs> you've got be. to put them on there, and another team thinks that that's better than what we've got to protect. Yeah, that might take them on immediately, put them on their forty man. Sure, and and you know, and there is the 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 basically three weeks between setting the roster and the Rule Five draft, and uh, potentially you could see somebody dealt, uh, you know, to a team that. Yeah, hey, I absolutely want this guy. We would put him on our forty man. Um, so, you know, it's um, it's it's an interesting time. You know, it's 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 the farm system will look a little bit different. Uh, Jonathan Ornelas is another guy. Uh, Antoine Kelly, who came in the in the uh, 
in the trade. The Matt Bush trade yep. with the Brewers. I, I would expect that he would be added. I think that the Rangers acquired him knowing that they would have to add him. Right. Um, but anyway, so. And then there's some guys that are on it now that, like you said, we uh, you've looked at the roster. And yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they've either got to be moved or they may not be long for that. Right. That spot. And, and uh, it happens every year. I mean, you know, last year, Kyle Cody was 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 a DF was taken off the the forty man right he was, he was uh, put on waivers and cleared and because he was hurt and he he stayed in the system yep. but um, he so won't have that luxury this year I don't, yeah, you're you're right it's little it's little things like that and so um, but it can be done it can be done the question is you know Luis Angel Angel Acuna is not going to play in the major leagues in 2023 no you know Owen White probably is not um, so you you have to prepare yourself that you're going to be giving up roster spots and, and creating less flexibility on the 40 man. So it's a really tough balance to strike, but um, yeah, it's a big decision coming up on Tuesday. Interesting to watch. Yeah. It's going to, this is guys, this is why you've got to stay in this. You've got to hit the subscribe mm-hmm. button. You got to pay five ninety nine a month, five ninety nine a month, $60 well, for the year. Uh, jo- Joel last week said 16 cents a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, when you break it down, if you're a Rangers fan, something's hitting every day. E- even even our biggest number, which is sixty dollars for a year, um, that's I mean that's a meal. That's that's uh, that's that's easy. I mean that's easy to do when you just that's that's very cheap. I mean mm-hmm. five ninety nine a month is more expensive. I mean I'll take your seventy two dollars as opposed <laughs> to your sixty. But but look, I mean just sign up because we are we are at uh, we're getting nitty gritty now, and and you're gonna get all the off season news. John Moore's got a Got his uh, armchair GM. I haven't looked at yet because TR filed a, a memoir and has part that's, two coming out Friday. Oh man, so I mean, f- we've got. I did bats. Got a lot of. I, I saw that. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that you don't want to miss. So okay, sign up and keep watching this show. Keep subscribing because we're doing uh, we're doing good. We're making some inroads here. Big thanks to Jared Sandler for coming on, guys. It's been fun again. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button down there. Till next week, guys. We'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.